Hi, hello, hello, hi. Welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in for a new episode. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds, the good, the bad, the concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart, and me, yeah, Jeanette. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. All right. So, okay. Kimmy, 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 Miss Kimmy. Yes, girl. start with our checkup and see how each of us are doing. Um, how was your week? How are you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling a lot better now that I've gotten some vitamin D and went outside more and, nice. you know, just breathe in some fresh air, you know, not look at the same walls. So <laughs> it was a nice week. Um, got to spend some more time with my daughter, you know, the week it's, it's, it's rough cause you're working from home and I'm also doing school from home. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to her going back to camp and having some time outdoors and enjoying the weather. Um, other things personally, you know, have kind of, I've, I've really contemplated over the last week, mm-hmm. personal events in my life. Um, but other than that, how about you girl? Okay, well, for me, I can't complain, like you said. I mean, I've been going for my walks, but it is a lot nicer when you feel the sun shining on you. And you, like you said, your skin, our melanated skin yes. is just absorbing Beautiful. that vitamin D from the sun. It makes a Beautiful. difference. Um, work-wise, yeah, you know, going with the flow. Nothing <laughs> nothing good, nothing bad, just continuing on. And thankful again for being able to work through this pandemic. So nef- definitely not taking that for granted. And Personal wise, tomorrow I'll be hanging out with my family, which I'm excited nice. for that. Having a little fam bam tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So looking Same forward here. to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's just jump into the headlines. Yes. Um, please. First thing, first thing I want to say, what we should say, since we've been whining about it, Ontario is now open. I was out yesterday um, buying food for my fam and I saw like the patios it was cloudy yesterday but I saw some a group of older people maybe in their 50s and 60s at the fish and chips uh, spot in Pickering there yeah and they yep. were like yeah we've been waiting they were like yes cloudy or not it's Friday yep. this place is open we are gonna the patios have patios are unlocked <laughs> yes everybody's at the patio yeah and a lot of people on you social a lot of people on social media today where they were out they were out in the parks on the on the patios and it's good good energy very good energy and i even saw some restaurants makeshift a patio of their <laughs> oh, own yeah, i've been seeing those too taking some parking lot spots and putting some tables and chairs out there i was amazed i was like well you get yours you need to get yours because you've been closed long enough mm-hmm. people are trying to work and make some money around here feed their families <laughs> So I, I totally appreciate the fact that people are being innovative. Cool. They're switching their mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and that's awesome to see. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. we're so, Well, uh, when you say we're out a lot, though, we're taking. Well, small- OK, sorry. Yes. Correction. Yeah. We're not out of. We're definitely. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I got a little too excited there. We're definitely not out of it, but. You know, people can go and have a drink with their friends or family if they want. Exactly. Which is nice. Which is nice. Um, or you can go to the park and your child can actually, you know, go on a swing. Um, 
there's not all this caution tape around the park. Yeah, that's been gone. Anymore. That's been gone for a while around my area. Yeah, but it's nice to like be able to feel more comfortable doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're taking slow baby steps, but I, I, I'm down with that, you yeah. know, because I think the first time around we were kind of too hasty yeah. and we just went crazy <laughs> and locked down again. So let's take, you know, let's crawl before we walk. I hear you Small on steps. that. I hear you mm-hmm. on that. Okay, so you were mentioning something that was going on in Washington D.C. Um, what did you? What were you saying? Seeing out there? So what I was hearing in the states, <laughs> which I find the irony behind it is just it's it'll blow your mind. So they're giving out joints for jabs. Okay. So they're giving people marijuana if they take the vaccine. It's an incentive uh, right now. And I find it so strange because just a few months ago, you know, in the midst of everybody being on lockdown worldwide, they were encouraging people not to smoke because it could possibly um, spread this, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. disease that's going around. Mm -hmm. So I find the irony in it is now (laughs) you're encouraging people that have not yet fully we have not really fully gotten over this to now do exactly what you said they shouldn't (laughs) so that they get vaccinated um i think the push that they have even in washington is kind of amazing that they would be so liberal in thinking that this is is okay i mean you know i i don't know hey do what you got to do. And if, if that's appealing to some, then go ahead. But I, I find it um, fascinating that they're doing that at all, like that they're encouraging that at all. And it's, you know, not just in Washington, it's, it's all over the States, you know, Virginia, uh, West Virginia, they have, um, well, they'll give you free guns. If you have whoa. a vaccination whoa, shot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like we need some more guns in the States. Really? Do we? No, we don't. So then in Ohio, you can enter a draw to possibly win a million dollars. Yeah, I've right? seen something like that too. So when I see these incentives, it makes me very weary. I think here in Canada, we have just a little bit different, you know, in terms of standards that we keep. We're not going to encourage people like this. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, but do what you got to do to get people vaccinated, I guess. But yeah. I just found it really strange. So I did want to talk about it as a headline that I found interesting. Joints for jabs. <laughs> well, gotta love it. Hey, nothing. I mean, if there's one thing that's been a common thread throughout the Panini is that um, <laughs> there's just a lot of conflicting information out there. So... Like you say, it's, it seems weird that they're telling people not to smoke and now they're giving joints. I mean, if there's one thing that's consistent, again, with this whole thing is this conflicting information, it's just, it's crazy. So I think at the end of the day, I feel like people just look at the facts, do what's good for you. And yeah, the U.S. is different from Canada because Canada, there is not as much resistance here. And obviously Canada doesn't have nowhere near as much people there. So I think, you know, they have to do what they can and hey, I'm I'm here for it. If you're telling if you're telling people that they have to take a vaccine, yeah, well, maybe you need to give them another reason. And I like the direction that Canada takes on it is that here's the facts. 
do it if you want. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You do what you want to do, but let me tell you something. We're going to make it really hard for you to live any sort of okay that, existence. We're going to make it difficult because we are telling you the facts. They're in front of your face. If you choose not to, then no one, I'm not, hey, I'm not telling anybody what they should and shouldn't do. I think everybody has, you know, their own decision to make when it comes to that and how they feel mm -hmm. about it. Um, I always say pray on it. And for me personally, I think it's nobody's business whether you do or you don't. You know what I mean? Um, but generally, I feel here in Canada, the masses feels compelled yes. to do it on their own. Exactly. Without having joints for jabs or <laughs> guns or anything like that. I mean, we don't have guns here, which is, you know, <laughs> I'm glad as a Canadian that we don't have guns here. We not have guns here, but it's hard. We have guns here, but it's nowhere close as how easy to get one as it is in well, the States. That's what I'm saying is that there are guns here. There are, but they're used for specific purposes. Um, and for the most part, we don't have access to guns like that mm -hmm. in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for you to just have the, the plethora <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, weaponry. Mm -hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, for me, I think it's unreasonable to have that many guns over there and now suggest to people that if you get a vaccine, I'll give you a free one. Yeah, kind of scary. Does that include bullets? Oh, really? Lord. <laughs> but I hope not. <laughs> oh. okay did you see i was scanning black twitter this week and something that hilarious that came across was um the gen zers have got into destiny's child's cater to you song which is actually one of my favorite songs from them um <laughs> even they did a remix with scott scorch and he has like it's kind of like a club remix and it's like the sexy crunk sound Mm -hmm. And it's actually one of my favorite songs. He used to belt it out, getting ready, in the shower. Right. And so somebody must have let out a tweet saying, um, okay, I'll read one of the highlight tweets. This black Twitter got into it. So pretty okay. much they said, Beyonce lost me in the first verse when she said, my life would be purposeless without you. Then she followed later with, I'll brush your hair, put your do-rag on. Do you know how particular black men are about their do-rag tying technique? It's too <laughs> much. <laughs> All of this is true. I can't be mad. I mean, I know the gen the Gen Zers are not having it at all and i was just gonna read the first the first intro it is it's a sexy song and it's like just showing you know somebody who's dedicated to you know their partner or whatever so it's like maybe with the way men are today god knows if they deserve it but anyway i'm gonna read the first stanza baby i see you working hard i want to let you know that i'm proud let you know that i admire what you do don't know if i need to reassure you my life would be purposeless without you if i want it you got it. When I ask you, you provide it. You inspire me to be better. You challenge me for the better. Baby, sit back and let me pour out my love letter. Let me take, let me help you take off your shoes, untie your shoestrings, take off your cufflinks. What you want to eat, boo? Let me feed you. Let me run your bath water. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop there. Please. So, I mean, it's a really loving song. And honestly, when I heard it back, it was released in 2005. And I was obviously breaking it down like that. But I feel like when you do read the lyrics like that and some of the, the way men have been acting up, 
<laughs> well, they've always been acting up, but <laughs> it's kind of, I guess the Gen, Gen Zers are like, mm, I haven't met that person that I would do that for. But I feel like if you're in a truly healthy, mature relationship and those things are reciprocated, there's nothing wrong with it. It's still a cute song. What do you think? Yeah, it, it's a very cute song. And I think, you know, the Gen Zers, they're more like, um, it's about me. You know, mm -hmm. that's cool and all right. And I, that has a place for everything. But I think this type of song is when you really are in love with someone and they're mm -hmm. in love with you and they're yeah. going to reciprocate, you know, they're going to reciprocate. Um, now in this day and age, I mean, <laughs> this day and age, these streets are cold. <laughs> well, I, I haven't been in the streets. Oh, yeah, you haven't been in the streets. I've been locked down for six something odd years yes, now. Yes, yes. But from what I remember of the street, which <laughs> from what I know, it hasn't gotten any better. Mm, okay. No, no ma'am. <laughs> it hasn't gotten any better since, you know, from six years ago. Mm -hmm. So these men out here have it twisted. They, they don't treat us as the prize that we are. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to this generation to put that all in to some <laughs> dude. Like, really? Nah. My life is purposeless without you? Eh, Please. Stop this. I mean, that's deep. But, like, when you think about Shakespeare and how Shakespeare True. used to, uh, it, it was with such depth and emotion. And, you know, my whole soul is just wrapped in you. And, you know, like, all of that. And so I, I can see um, the poetry in it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing any of what she said unless <laughs> I'm married to you. Point mm -hmm. blank, period. Yeah. I'm not playing wife and giving you wife stuff mm -hmm. if I'm just your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. See, that's where I differ. But I feel like those li those lyrics are for people who are obviously in a dedicated, serious relationship and reciprocate those behaviors, you know? And it's okay to take care of your man. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's okay. It's mm -hmm. okay. It's okay to do that too. It's okay to be feminine, mm -hmm. you know, and to want to take care of your man that way. So maybe the choice of words Beyonce used was a little, it was a little deep. Like that was a little much. Hey, her, her love runs deep. <laughs> yeah, but you, no, I'm but not sure if she wrote that song though. I'm not sure if those that's are her true. lyrics. Yeah, that's I, true. But I should have checked true, that out. We definitely need to check that out. But um, mm -hmm. generally speaking, I think it, it's very lovely. Mm -hmm. Instead of the lyrics that we hear nowadays, mm -hmm. I, I think it puts love in the forefront and not lust. It, it's it's nice to hear, but you they always say that you should always have a purpose, mm -hmm. whether you're with someone or not. Like you yeah. should always have a purpose, you know, and find that purpose and want to seek it. So I understand some of what the Gen Sears is. I understand. I understand. Yeah. So apparently they all wrote it, all three of the girls. So they did have uh, some hand in it, but you know okay. we're not we're not judging. It was just funny. It was just funny to see that on Twitter. It was entertaining. <laughs> and then finally, the final headline I wanted to call out. So I saw that Eve and Trina are doing a versus battle, and um, I was like, at first I was uh... like, I was like, hmm? so what do Eve? you think of that? Eve, Miss <laughs> Eve, pitbull in a skirt. And uh, Trina. Uh, yowzers. Um, <laughs> Why do you say yowzers? Because <laughs> I, first of all, first of all, 
I, I love me some hip hop. I love me R&B. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that either one of those ladies have that much of a, Like, can we get 20? Do you know 20? I don't know 20. <laughs> I don't know 20. I don't know 20. I maybe, I could, I could definitely but give them I a strong five. five. I could give them maybe <laughs> six, maybe six strong ones. I can hit five for Eve. Eve. I can hit five for Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Trina though. No, Trina, I looked up Trina this afternoon and she actually she does she has a solid five. She has a solid five. I think we forget oh, about them. I need to, get, I need to Yeah, but, but who solid five with Trick Daddy? Oh we'll see. She probably no, well if you add Trick Daddy, that's another seven. That that gives her a little bit of an edge. But Eve has the Rough Riders and DMX and them, so uh, And and DMX, we already talked about this. Yeah. He's he's lyrically sound mm-hmm. so i i couldn't see him hanging with anybody else who's not and from what i know of eve she's always been a deep rapper like she's yeah what i give eve i even though I, like you said the verses these two the the battle in itself it's not blowing me away but if like you know i consider both of them when eve was working she was definitely she was solid she wasn't she wasn't a pushover she held her own especially in a group full of men but I do feel like she, I think she fell out of love. And I've, I've seen the docu- the DMX, or sorry, the Rough Rider documentary on BT. And she said as much. And just as you see her career, she kind of fell out of love with it. She was under a lot of stress. It was really intense for her. So she only really put out two so- full solid albums and kind of went into acting and everything and TV and everything else. So mm. I give her props for when she was in it, but at least, you know, Trina stuck with it. So there's something to say about somebody who's been solid yeah, in the she game. Stuck with it because I, oh, listen, I like Trina. I do, mm. but I just feel that Eve was someone that could have been molded into different. Yeah. And she was. Entertainment. She was. Um, I feel like sometimes Trina. Maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's okay. And you know what? Eve Eve wasn't interested after she got herself a billionaire. So you need- <laughs> we can't blame her. She's like, I don't need to be in the studio at all hours. <laughs> this is fun for me. What you talking about? This is fun. You know, off, you know, from being a husband to the, or being a wife to my billionaire husband, mm-hmm. you know, and, and doing this little music thing, you know, hobby. And she was on that show. Was she on The View for a little while? Wasn't she on The she, View? She did a few shows. She had her own sitcom, remember? She had even, she got her own sitcom, which is huge. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean... She did a been- bunch of things. I don't. I can't, I can't even really... She hosted so many things. I can't keep up. But she's had a lucrative... She's had a lucrative career as an actress and as a TV personality. So she's... Yes. Good. Yes. Definitely. I agree with that. And so I don't see Trina being able to... Uh, maneuver those same opportunities. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's going to be, so the Versus is June 16th, which is next June 16th. Week, so... I'm going to record that because I have to watch, but let me tell you something. If I if I tune into that <laughs> and within the first 15 minutes, you ain't got nothing else for me or you have to pull in, you have to pull in Trick Daddy in order to help you out or something, you know? Log nah. off? Nah. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll just, I just don't think that it's going to be all that entertaining. No, me neither. And honestly, since like Versus has been sold to a multi, you know, a company called Triller, 
So it's it's gotten super corporate. It's not that's definitely not the event we fell in love with. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, and it definitely gives us something to talk about. But yeah, I don't I don't really. I now I just check out the highlights. I'll go on the shade room and check out the highlights, and I'm good. I don't need to watch. And the whole that's thing. all you need. That's all you need. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're gonna miss much, and I think it's gonna be real short unless they do some other stuff to drag it through. Because like I don't really. We're talking seven on this side and five on this side. Like what? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what they pull out of their what they pull out of their bags. Hopefully. Oh. All right. So that's the headlines. Yes. So what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna get into Wagwan for real. Wagwan okay? for real. <laughs> this is where we have to ask the hard questions, like Wagwan for real. Things that. Just don't add up. Don't make any type of sense. <laughs> so we're going to go into that now. And uh, we're going to talk about specifically Portia and Simon. Now, my friend. Mm-mm-mm-mm. My friend. <laughs> Simon and his antics. Simon. You know when people You know when people are wrong? Yes. And they're strong? I remember my mom telling me that all the time. Don't be wrong and strong. <laughs> this man right here is being wrong and strong because it doesn't make any sense for, to me. So he is trying to excuse his behavior by coming out with these so-called receipts on his ex-wife falling. <laughs> okay. Suppose it. When you look at the receipts, because <laughs> I looked at them. I watched looked at the it. receipts? <laughs> I looked at the receipts that the man said he had, right? Mm-hmm. And all I could see was someone that was a family friend of both of them, that was a personal assistant to both of them, entering the house from a side door versus the front door with Fallon. I looked at the receipts and I said, is this supposed to show some sort of a relationship between them? So is that what he what was is- alleging? Yes, he was okay. alleging that he, he, you know, Fallon was having an affair with the personal assistant that is okay. 20-something odd years old. Mm-hmm. I think 25, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But um, so this is what he is using as his cause to drop his wife and his family and go on with Portia. Now, in terms of the timeline, when you, you know, analyze the timeline further, you can see that all in a certain amount of time frame, I would say around three months period, he went from trying to reconcile with Fallon to then thinking that she was cheating through this supposed receipt that was date stamped of February 14th, 2021. (laughs) All the receipts must have a date. That was the other day. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after him now picking up Miss Portia Williams, (laughs) And saying, I'm going to marry this woman. You know, the timeline doesn't make sense. And his little, you know, receipts that he says he has is only, you know, if anything, showing how guilty he is. Mm-hmm. Because why he seems to keep digging at this woman and putting his relationship with Portia in this woman's faith is is just beyond me. It's beyond me why he feels it necessary to do that. Mm-hmm. Coming out with this nonsense right here where you, then you had to delete it. It's funny how, you know, you're trying to make some big receipts and then all of a sudden delete. <laughs> <And> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, 
like we were saying um, in our first episode, retreat, retreat. All of a sudden you want delete, post, because it doesn't make any sense. And as a matter of fact, it opens the light towards you and not Fallon. And, you know, a lot of people are, are um, upset at the fact that she's not really doing much. She had an interview the other day. I don't remember the name of the gentleman that interviewed her, but mm-hmm. he was kind of tiptoeing around a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wasn't responding the way that everybody expected her to. And for me, personally, sometimes you just have to show them you're okay by continuing to succeed. Yeah. Sometimes wrong. you need to just turn your back to the two snakes yep. and let them slither away. Let them slither. You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel as though her not attacking them or doing what we would think is typical yeah shows a lot of strength and character Mm -hmm. um and integrity for herself because all of what this man is trying to do is only putting more light on him Mm -hmm. and his actions exactly so if anything go on with it girl just forget this and because (laughs) this listen how you get them is how you keep them and how you keep them is how you lose them so This is how she decided that she's gonna take up Simon and (laughs) Miss Portia here. And he is trying so hard to direct the blame towards Fallon and it's really upsetting to see. Yeah. But I really wanna ask the question, what doesn't add up to me is why are you still on this? Like, why are you talking about your ex-wife? I still have to leave it alone, bruh. Mm-hmm. You're with the new girl. Go <laughs> on with your life with the new girl. If anything, you should have let this die down. People would eventually forget about Fallon. <laughs> and they would have gone on Portia and him with now a storyline for the new show. Oh, yeah. The storyline Storyline <laughs> is the key word here. Storyline. Let me so see. Why I asked, sorry, let me cut you. But why yeah, I yeah. want to ask the question of Wagwan for real. You really love our still? It's like he's he's trying to throw jabs and dig at this woman. Why? I can I I have an answer for that. Okay, here's I'm sure you have a point of view, but here's what I think. One thing I didn't I didn't watch the interview interview that she did that 40 minute interview. Apparently, I mean, good for her. But um, one thing that did come out of it that that stuck in my head that somebody mentioned is he's the one who encouraged her to go on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And that alone told me a lot. That little tidbit told me almost pretty much 90% of what I needed to know. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's an attention whore. I don't mm-hmm. know what his reasoning was for encouraging that, but one thing I'm being in that show is you're going to get a lot of publicity. If you run a business, if yes. you're a personality, or maybe if you're just a general person who wants a lot of attention, somebody you want, you know, usually this attention leads to either new business or increased business because you have a lot more eyeballs on you, a lot people, more right. people know you. So That's I can quiet. see the benefits from a business point of view of going on this show. But mm-hmm. when I, even everything, when this first came out on the scene, I'm like, this just screams storyline. And the reason why I feel like he keeps, it's now he, his image looks really bad. I think he's doing damage control for himself. It's not that he particularly is stuck on Fallon. I think he's trying to do some damage control because he's looking really messy right now. I can understand that, right? But then continue on with Portia. At this point, you have to make us all believe that you guys are in a whirlwind of love and you just fell in love and you found the right person and you're head over heels and that your love is real. That's what you really need to focus on doing right now. And damage control is not 
constantly revisiting how you look as a man because you coming out with these stupid receipts right here, <laughs> you know, after the fact. Like I said, if you're focused on proving to the world how much you love Portia and how, how real this is, then you need not go back. You, you, this is not damage control. Damage control would be, oh, they've moved the wedding up and they actually got married. Because then everybody would turn their attention to you actually getting married, right? Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't be thinking about Fallon anymore, you know? Because people are now waiting to see if this is going to actually happen. People are waiting to see if this is real or if this is just, like we said, a storyline. So I feel like good damage control, if I was his PR, mm -hmm. I would say you need to get married to her ASAP as well, soon as you can. Because we need to clean it up by making people fall in love with this idea of two people just having to come together somehow, even through the tough and the tarred, hard times and not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you understand? Like that that will pull on people's heartstrings and, they, and it will give some something else for them to talk about. So I don't know why we keep going backward. That's where I'm like, Wagwan for real? Because I don't understand that cleanup. You know what I mean? Especially mm -hmm. when there's their doo-doo receipts. Like, the receipts <laughs> are doo-doo. Like, why did you even present that? And then take it down. And it's so funny. It's still out there, my friend. Oh, yeah. The screenshots have been taken. Done long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, it's just it's just all mess. I, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just mess. Let them deal with that. I'm sure they're, they're trying to stir up. I feel like Honestly, this is like a ratings grab for next season because this season they this past season they did wasn't didn't do very well and they are typically one of the top if not the top uh, franchise for Real Housewives so I feel like they're pulling out all they're clearly pulling out all the stops they're pulling out all the stops so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to executive producers and Andy Cohen are getting their, <laughs> getting their new storyline and their ratings back up. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, okay. We're done with Simon and his nonsense and his love story. And Portia and her nonsense. <laughs> Stay there, Portia. Don't worry. Let's get into a lot of mercy. Oh, Lot of Mercy, the Lot of Mercy, the Lot of Mercy segment is where we talk about things that make us say, Lot of Mercy, Jesus, or Jesus, take the wheel. What's yes, really going the on? Wheel. It's take something where you have to call, to, you have to ask God, God, what's really happening here? Really, please, Lot. Yes. All right. So I uh, wanted to talk about that incident in Detroit where a grown man um, shot a six-year-old boy when he went into his yard to retrieve his bike. Oh, Lord Jesus. What is the world coming to when a six-year-old is shot by a grown-ass man? This happened in Michigan, by the way. The thing is, I saw a video of the little boy and he was saying, he was kind of recounting what happened. He's so... Oh my gosh, I can't believe somebody would pull a, gu a gun on, on any child, but a child this small. Jeez. And so he's alive and doing well. And in the video, he said something that I didn't know when I first initially heard the story is that um, the man, his name is Lee Yugen. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but that's as close as I can get. Lee Yugen. 
Um, he attempted to hit the little boy with a sledgehammer at first. Can you imagine? <laughs> that is crazy. And the little boy, he's so adorable in the video. He's like, um, I was too fast. And then he pulled out a gun and he shot me. Can you imagine the little baby? The little baby is saying this. Yeah, I saw it. And it's crazy because, you know, what's it's this whole story is sad and disgusting. But the way the boy is telling it, he's not even telling it like a traumatized, maybe he will, I think he is traumatized. There's no doubt that he's traumatized, but he's saying it so matter of fact, and he's so, maybe his parents have just pumped this courage and braveness in him, but he's like, I was too fast for him when he had, came at me for the sledgehammer. So then, but then he grabbed a gun. When he said, the way he just said it, just like that, I was like, oh my goodness, I nearly teared up because I'm like, this is so sad. And going into bad enough that this man had the nerve to not only first put pull up a sledgehammer on a little six-year-old boy take out a gun not only threaten he didn't threaten him he shot him he was arrested and the judge on the case <laughs> gave him a ten thousand dollar bond which he was able to do because ten thousand dollars is not a lot of money if you own a house you could take that money like that no problem and that sparked the public backlash and that's pretty much how this story has really circulated um around uh the the world right now that everybody's now hearing about it because there was like complete outrage rightfully so this has now the newest update is that they have recently because of the backlash again that's why social media is so important i feel like if this just stayed in the local news it wouldn't have gotten this far has led to his bail being increased significantly to 100k and then obviously maybe not being able to meet that has he turned himself in uh, i think uh this in the week this time in the week a couple of days ago this first of all this is a work of the devil second of all he must be there is like there's clearly a mental illness here yes there's obviously a racial component i think definitely some anti-blackness on from the from the perpetrator from ryan Yugen, mm -hmm. who shot the boy, but also to the justice system and the judge who allowed this man out of jail for just 10K after shooting a child, a literal child. Okay. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> when I saw the clip, of the little boy. First of all, I thought that he was very brave. Yes. Um, and I wondered where was his parents? That too. Because I am a parent, mm -hmm. right? And, um, I am, I hover over mine. Mm -hmm. I hover right over her. I know sometimes I like to give her space, but anyways, side note. Mm -hmm. So second, this man pulled out a sledgehammer. Now, what kind of intent do you have to have as a grown man to take a sledgehammer, which is probably heavier than the child mm -hmm. that you're going to use it against? So what kind of mindset do you have to have to even reach for one? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Second, when the child said that they he ran away and he was too fast, and then the guy went to get a gun, the fact that the child knows so well and was able to identify immediately that it was a gun, that also gave insight to the little boy and maybe his perspective and how he's being raised and what's going on. I'm not going to blame his parents at all for this. This is a grown man mm -hmm. that decided to take <clears throat> drastic measures. Oh yeah. You know, that I feel is criminal and he should be locked away for a while. And so he has to be evaluated. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 you know, a real 
psychiatrist. Yeah, I agree. To see see what's really wrong. uh, Mm -hmm. What's the, because that type of a response, even if the child was tormenting you, it is just, it's just baffling. But the fact that this little boy went through it. Now he's young enough where he can forget. Yeah. But he's going to have a scar on his arm Mm -hmm. for the rest of his life. Okay. And he's going to remember He's going to remember and it will always come up. He was traumatized, but he's so young that he doesn't know that he was traumatized. Mm -hmm. He he, he can't even begin to understand the trauma that he went through. Not yet. Not Not at that age. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reminder later on in life, it will come to surface. And so he's damaged that little boy for life as far as I'm concerned. And that is definitely criminal. He's a child. Mm -hmm. I don't care what children do. There's no reason. And when I also saw the clip, the stupid reporter, and I'm going to call her out, (laughs) asked the little boy, did it hurt? What do you think? Oh my God, that's an insult. What do you think? And the little boy, as bright as he was, and I was so proud because I was like, yes, little black boy, yes. (laughs) He's like, yes, duh. (laughs) <laughs> he, he's six a searing hot bullet went into my tender flesh and came out the other way <laughs> so what you think don't you think it's gonna hurt the fact that he said it the way he said it it still had he was still he wasn't being rude mm-hmm. but he was being very firm like yeah like duh okay. yeah, do you want to try it how about we try it with you Okay, and then the ending of that clip of the news report, the mm-hmm. father and his reaction to me, I felt as though I'm a different type of parent to you because mm-hmm. there's no way <laughs> in hell that I'm going to be across the street and you get released and still are living. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm coming for you because mm-hmm. I protect mine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a mama bear. So, <laughs> you know what? Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I did want to address when you said it's definitely um, there's race involved in this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to take out the fact that he's Asian right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to focus on anything other than black gets royal treatment as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Anything other than black gets treated on a different platform pedestal than than black people Mm -hmm. and this is a primary example and it's like how many more examples need to be made in order for it to be clear that there is definitely inequality here that Mm -hmm. it's not right that it's not just yeah because if that were a black man that has shot any other race Mm -hmm. Any other race. I, yeah, I don't including that little boy. Including including mm-hmm. the little boy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Any race. Period. He we would have to hope that he makes it to the jail. Mm-hmm. We would have to pray that he can make it inside of the car with cuffs on. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because they're throwing him underneath the jail. Oh yeah. Now, they're throwing him underneath the jail. And along the way to the jail, they're gonna make sure they bite him up. Okay, that he never forget what happened. It's just, it, it, it baffles me that how many more times does this need to happen? You know, how many more times do we need to be, you know, it's so, for me, it's so sad because it's so unjust and it's in your face. Yeah. You know, it's in your face, it's slapping you about and you can't do nothing about it. That's what it feels like. 
Yeah. But I, I, I do want to say that black people, we have a voice, man. And we need to, we need to do, we need to scream louder, mm-hmm. you know, well, it um, worked. it worked in this case. I mean, it was wrong that the man was released so easily was able to come out of jail so easily within a day or so for such a low, like for such a low bail amount. But the outcry is what got him back in because yes, they, but I, we need to, we need to scream louder, Jeanette, because mm-hmm. he needs to be underneath the jail too. Yeah. He needs he to be able to have the jail. chance. He shouldn't even have He shouldn't the- even be leaving the jail. Yeah. He shouldn't even be leaving the jail. He should not have a bond that low. Okay? He shouldn't even have been able to go back to that street. It should have been mandatory that he had a cop sitting outside of a motel room. <laughs> because if, if it were if it were a black person, woman or man, mm-hmm. we would see a totally different treatment. Yes, they would go to that length. Yes, they would go to that extreme if we got out, you know, and 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 the likelihood of that even happening is, is slim to none. Yeah. But if it were to ever happen, they would be so far up our backside, we couldn't breathe without saying their badge number. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like they would be so far up our behind that we couldn't move. So mm-hmm. I don't understand how he was able to not only maneuver to the point where he gets such a low bail, but then go back to the same street? Really? Hmm. So are we letting him go back to the house and now just done off the whole family? And what the joke would have been is if he had, if he had gone back home, if he had got his gun, if he had waited that night and went to those people's house and done off everybody, then what would be, then what would have been said? Then what would have been done? You know, the justice system and, oh, da, 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 da. no, he should have been underneath the jail, just like the black man would have been underneath the jail. Because mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, he should have never came out. Yeah. Yeah. Period. So it's sad to see, but anyways. Yeah, very tragic. It'd be interesting to see where this goes. He definitely needs to be convicted. Um, like you said, unless there is some mental illness, which I there's a I'm ninety nine percent sure this man he must have some type of mental illness. Well, then admit him to the nearest. Yes, uh, the madhouse. No, not the madhouse. Sorry, not you know what are they the the psychiatric uh, institution, whatever it is. He needs to be contained and not out in these streets being able to shoot anybody's child. And this is not the first event, mm-hmm. according to uh, even within the news report. They did say that many people had a problem with. Okay, and it's so funny because. People have so many problems with this man, yet he's still living in this street. Like, yet he's still out there. Like, you're still allowing him to go back out there. Hey, <laughs> I, I really, I, I, you know, sometimes I feel like in terms of being a, a Canadian and as a Black woman, you know, I, I live in a dominantly Asian area mm-hmm. and there's at times they treat me as though I don't exist, you know? And I just feel like in terms of when we hear, you know, Asians life matter, Asians life matter. They want us to be down for them, but nobody's holding their people accountable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nobody's saying as an Asian person coming out and saying, this is wrong. He shouldn't have done that, you know, and it's expected of us as black people that, you know, uh, when this happens, we're supposed to come out and be like, no, hold our black brothers and sisters accountable and say, no, you shouldn't have done that. But it's like, you want us to ride for you, but you ain't riding for us. You know, you want us to back you when something is just blatantly wrong. Wrong is wrong and right is right. Mm -hmm. You know, and if I'm if I'm going to be honest here, I feel like, you know, it's going to create more divide. 
Mm-hmm. It, it definitely will for a while, unless we start having more of a conversation as minorities. Yeah. Because you might be close to white, but you ain't white. Let's mm-hmm. just be clear on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you might be lighter than me, but you ain't white. Mm-hmm. So we are still considered minorities in general, and we need to have that conversation. Yeah, uh, we can end that there. Yeah, I think there just needs to be a dialogue, and yeah, we're not we're not focused on that aspect, but there's obviously uh, a relationship. A te- there's been tension in that relationship uh, in certain areas in the states and and here as well. Okay, no. so uh, we'll look out for that story, and and our prayers are with that young man. And thank goodness he looks to be doing good, and hopefully yes. he gets the help and he gets to talk to somebody to help him through that trauma. Um. So now the workout session. This is where we work out our hearts, where we will work out our hearts and exercise our mental fitness and do a deep dive discussion on issues that have been impacting the culture in the past week. And Kimmy, you had something you wanted to talk about. You wanted us to work out. So now I've been seeing in social media, this, this topic come up of a video, uh, from Yo Gotti and the baby. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you actually saw the video. I did. I did. I saw a lot of ass and titties. <laughs> Just in your face. Like, you know. Anyhow, so, okay. On social media, everybody is up in arms about this video because, as you can see, which mm-hmm. I saw the video as well, mm-hmm. there are no. No, no, no. No. Let me take that back. There is one singular dark-skinned Black woman in this video and everybody is saying where are the dark skin sisters and when i looked at the video right what first came to mind was this is a very typical rapper's mm-hmm. video of a woman exposing their bodies bouncing over bending over mm-hmm. busting out of every which part of whichever <laughs> way okay and um for me i was actually happy not to see any black women in it Dark skinned black dark woman. Dark skinned black, okay. I want to, sp- yes, thank you. Uh, let's specify that. I was actually happy. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it showed me that us black women, dark skinned black women, are elevating ourselves in different ways. Uh, we're getting ourselves involved in things where we don't have to bust it open, you know? And kudos to the ones that want to, yes, to the ones yeah, that did. Kudos yeah. to you, girl. Hey, you have that type of confidence. Do you bust whatever open? But for me, <laughs> okay, like, do you boo? Do you? Mm-hmm. But for me, I like the fact that I didn't see a lot of dark skinned sisters doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking the fact that I see more and more dark skinned women in different roles. I see them in commercials. I see them in movies. I see them in headlines. I see them in their journalists, their you know, scientists, like they're, mm-hmm. they're into computers. Like I'm just seeing that we're, our, our um, aim is mm-hmm. not to just bust it open anymore. Mm-hmm. When you think back in the nineties of video vixens or video chicks, they were getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I, I highly doubt. Yep. I highly doubt that the whole, what, there was maybe two dozen of these women just busting open yeah. everything, yeah. you know? And I'm like, what you even if you are getting paid, which I doubt, mm-hmm. you leaving there with a couple hundred. So that's what your soul. <laughs> that's how much your soul costs. 
because you just let you just gave your whole being busting it open like that and it's like girl Mm-hmm. Well, come yeah. out of the typical videos, you yeah. know. So, Jeanette, tell me, mm-hmm. after you looked at that video, what did you think about that video? <laughs> okay, so I watched the video when you brought this up for us to talk about, and I mean, uh, like you said, these girls definitely didn't get paid. I feel like these girls got paid in bikinis and do say liquor. <laughs> <laughs> They did they, you know, and clout whatever clout they think you're gonna get out of it. How are you gonna get it when you're competing with the same light skinned girl right beside you and on the other side of you? You ain't competing (laughs) with nothing. There's no competition when you all look the same. Exactly. And you know how how are we gonna tell who you are through through your song bikini? Oh, you remember the one that had the orange on? Like, really? <laughs> Come on. The one, the one with the cherry tattoo on her abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's how, like, exactly. So it's, 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 it's weird. It's like nowadays with social media and again, the generation, the I, I call them Gen Z, we're millennials and then Gen Zers are on a whole different playing field. But it, it doesn't, mm. I feel, I've seen millennials doing it too, but it's like, just having this social currency, I guess. And I mean, you know what? There is money in it. There's something in it. They, but these girls definitely get didn't get paid. And um, definitely the creative was like, the director just basically said, there was no direction. They pretty much said, just come on here and do your biggest thirst trap move. And uh, let the baby tap your ass. Like, that was wow. it. <laughs> So you know what? I'm not mad. Everybody was up in arms, like you said, where it's like, oh, they didn't have any dark-skinned women. I mean, these, I don't know about Yo Gotti, but the baby already told us. We already see. The, the baby has told us his, we see his preference or what, not, nec- not necessarily his preference because his baby mama is a more brown, a browner-skinned girl, but what he elevates, what he's, what he is highlighting as desirable, that may not necessarily be his only preference, but what he's putting in his videos, what he's putting forward is he's has a different idea or he or he's looking at beauty in a different lens and that is for the as you said racially ambiguous and very fair-skinned um woman so i'm not mad because no whether well, these women were completely degraded they were having a good time i'm sure there was liquor and everything great for good for you but i'm good i, I i'm glad i didn't see any highly melanated queens being uh degraded in this video they can keep that yeah they can keep that and uh, as far as i'm concerned like to actually look at this video was very difficult for me because mm-hmm. when are we gonna realize that as women this is not gonna help us in any shape or form letting you know them hit you on your ass and bending it over and seeing everything that God gave you. Like, do you not see that this is not going to help us in the long run? Mm-hmm. When we're, t- we're we're trying to ask for respect and we're trying to ask for equality and we're trying to be treated, you know, as queens that we are, busting it open like that <laughs> in a video that is never going to go away. The video is always going to be around. So even if you do that now and you're 26, 28, when you're, you know, 50 odd, and your grandchildren see the video and they're like, grandma, really? <laughs> well, you know what? With that generation, they'd be probably proud. Yes, that's your granny, hun. That's your granny. <laughs> well, hey, maybe that, maybe, maybe so. But yeah. for me, 
you know, maybe I'm old school like that, but I mm-hmm. feel like less is more. Yeah. Less is more. And I feel like men typically are more attracted to you as a woman when less is more. Mm-hmm. Because there's mystery to you. There's something that they're intrigued by that they want to find out. When you just put it all like that and everybody gets to see, you know what I mean? It's not even for me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. So the, the value of it for them, I find, goes down the drain. Now, when people on the internet were up in arms about it, can we stop doing that? Like, as <laughs> black women, please? Like, yeah. because why do you want to, why are you protesting to be in that? Like, really? You're causing such havoc because you want to see dark-skinned black women in that? Really? I don't want to see none of those women in that. Okay. You know, and if you're going to be a video vixen, I guess they're all competing for the one spot. You know what I mean? And that's time and notice, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, uh, attention. They're competing for that one spot of attention. And it's so sad to see that you're willing to go that far. It's like you're selling your soul for some liquor, girl. <laughs> like, really? Mm-hmm. Liquor I know po- times have changed and times are hard and times are difficult, but <laughs> Yeah, liquor poured through a water gun and being shot into your mouth. Woohoo. But, thank you. <laughs> and then you're going to go into a pool? Now... Back in my day, you know, I used to be a lifeguard many trillion years ago. Ooh, I used to be a lifeguard. Kid. Yeah, very. I was like, you know, 14, 15 years old. But mm-hmm. it's you should not drink and go into the water mm-hmm. of any kind. You just shouldn't because you're not totally about your, you're not totally aware. Mm-hmm. Even your body is more relaxed. Yeah. So your response time is delayed. Okay. So you really shouldn't be doing that. But, um, and it's like, it just looked like a sea of white. Beige. Beige. (laughs) Sea of beige. And I love the fact being a black woman where there's so much different diversity in our color. So to see that it's just all one beige and the only difference is your bikini color. That's the only difference that makes you different from the girl beside you and the other side of you. Mm -hmm. You know, it was lacked any sort of creativity, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was very typical. And so kudos to those ladies that want to be a part of the typical behavior. But I'm glad that it shows that there's more dark skinned sisters doing something else. They're trying to be in different type of videos. They're trying to display that magic that is us, that intelligence, that beauty and that strength that it goes way beyond just busting it open like that. Yeah. It was disgusting. And another thing. <laughs> one more thing. Okay. Is that the baby has, like you said, has shown us his preference. So what do you really think? Mm-hmm. What do you really think is going to happen? We always like to forget that artists have some sort of pull. Yeah. You, you know, when they're doing a video, they have pull. They can decide, no, I don't want these shits. Yep. And, you know, the baby has showed us the type of chicks that he likes. So I don't know why we're surprised. And as far as I'm concerned, if the light skinned chicks want to do it, have at it, girl. Have <laughs> at it. Have at it. If you think that you're going to make some sort of career off of busting it open with the other 48, 48 <laughs> girls there, then, hey, kudos to you, girl. I'm going to try, you know, getting my educations. How about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> How about that? It was sad to see that um, 
women are still being portrayed like that. But I think as uh, women in general, mm-hmm. on more of a positive note, I definitely want to say that we need to do better. We can do better. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing better. So maybe we should follow suit. Yeah. Because uh, this video was just disturbing, to say the least. Um, it was disturbing to see any woman, you know, they have to compete with each other. So they have to get worse and worse and worse. And who, whoever does the hottest trick and whoever, mm-hmm. do- let's, let's show them something else, ladies. Like, I think mm-hmm. we should show them something else. And maybe, you know, it's come to a point where we have to love ourselves more. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to do that and stop begging to be a part of the shenanigans. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, stop begging for yeah, all of that. Please don't. You don't need to do that. There are plenty mm-hmm. of other artists, plenty of other videos. You don't need to beg. People who see your beauty will appreciate it. Exactly. Anywho, I wanted to uh, end off on this positive note by saying we're all queens mm-hmm. and we yes. need to carry ourselves as such. Every complexion. All of us. Mm-hmm. All of us. Whether you are Asian, white, black, Filipino, Mexican, I don't care. We're mm-hmm. all queens, mm-hmm. you know, and God blessed us to, to, to come into this world and to multiply. And we have to realize that we are, we are definitely gems and we can't allow people to continue to treat us in a way that is disrespecting mm-hmm. who we are mm-hmm. and who we're thriving to be. With that being said, we're going to conclude the workout. Fortunately, you know, our listeners, this is going to be the end of the show. Uh, I know. I know. I knew. We had a good show, though. It was a great show. It was a great show, but it's always awesome talking with you, my friend. Yes. We hope that your hearts and your minds have been activated on this week's show. Whether you lead with your heart or your mind, we ask you, everybody out there, to stay passionate and thoughtful. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.